Ramble. Welcome to the spookiest episode of The Tripod. We are the Tri Guys, and it's our Halloween special. You've got Ned. You've got Keith. Wow, that was good. Thanks. You've got Eugene. Blood, blood, blood. And you've got Zach. Boogity, boogity, bye. Oh, there it is. <laughs> okay. Today is very exciting. We are going to be proving definitively that ghosts exist. We've got some stories from you, the listeners. We've got some ghost stories from the people inside this very office. But first up, Halloween. It's a coming. What, wait, when does this come out in relation to Halloween? Is it this comes out today on is Halloween. Halloween. Halloween has a come. It's coming. It's Halloween. Came. Halloween yeah. came. Uh, we, we're split within the Try Guys, and I got to start here because two of us understand. We don't just believe. We know that Halloween is the greatest holiday, the greatest season of the whole wide world year, and... Two of us insinuated before the podcast started that we should just skip this holiday and go straight to Christmas it's time. third best. Wow. <laughs> You're nuts. Third best. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween. Absolutely. In that order. Presents and food, and then you have lots of food, mm-hmm. and then you have just food for candy? babies. Just candy. <laughs> You're not going to make food. any good food. You're just going to eat. Candy. And candied apples. What's your order? Look, Zach, it's the same reason I'm not such a huge fan of karaoke. It's like, you gotta do this. This is the company you keep, Keith. I said third favorite. For me, one of the reasons is it's a whole thing. It's like a performance. You have to... You have to get on a costume, and you have to have a good costume, and it's gotta be witty. It's It's like, you know, I spend every day... Making stuff for the people. Can I just on my day off, like, chill? Ned wants to go as a. I like carving cool pumpkins. Dude. I like carving pumpkins. I like doing costumes, but I'm saying it's a whole thing. And sometimes, sometimes when you really haven't planned your costume and it's a week away, uh-huh. it's stressful. It's a little stressful. Okay, that's point. Eugene, counterpoint. Uh, counterpoint Halloween is the best holiday. The bestest holiday of the year. I think that, Ned, you are um, slightly biased because you also are not a horror film guy. Mm -hmm. And you also don't care much for haunted houses or mazes. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure, sure, sure. So you're only looking at Halloween as a single, like, uh, night of culture. While I view it as a month. It's It's not a a lifestyle. It's a... (laughs) Look, yeah. I get I get the lifestyle. You know, I drink pumpkin spice lattes. No, that's not Halloween. <laughs> I carve that's fall. pumpkins. I love fall. Oh, guys, can we talk about fall? fall? Crunchy oh. leaves, sweaters. Crunchy leaves and sweaters and football is on. Girls going, oh, so cold. That's great. That's me. <laughs> that's oh, me so in cold. a coffee shop. Zach going, uh... Do you think I should wear a jacket? Oh, I should have uh, worn God, a jacket. Oh, man, I should have worn a jacket. <laughs> yeah. I have discovered my biggest fear in life is being too cold, and I should just always, if I ever ask that question again, just say, Zach, bring the jacket. And yeah, if you're you debating between it. the two jackets, bring the bigger jacket. Zach, you love Halloween too, right? Dude, I fucking love Halloween. And yeah, I agree. It's not just a day. It's a month. The way that y'all get amped for Christmas time. I'm already amped for Christmas. No, Same. you're not allowed. No. That's nope. where I put my I head starts down. after nope. October. Christmas has already started. And Christmas is full of ghosts. 
I'm okay. Yeah, Look, it does have I'm ghosts. I'm not here to talk past. about the Christmas yes or no, but you don't get half the year. You mm-hmm. gotta let Halloween like, have its time. Sure. I also believe. But I'm gotta, excited. I'm booking my flights. I'm shopping for presents. <laughs> you gotta let you gotta let Thanksgiving have its time too. Yeah, Thanksgiving's really just Greater Christmas. <laughs> it is mired in controversy. You know, the story of it's probably. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the more we start to put a magnifying glass over it, the probably the less we'll appreciate That's it. But I love point. the meal. The meal is yeah, the fun all about the part. food. It's all about what, what food does Halloween have going for Here's it? Here's the rule: Apples. on November first or very late on Christmas, you're allowed to watch the Nightmare Before Christmas. That is the official handoff. It's the handshake. It's the agreement mm-hmm. between us that says. We can both get along, and November is our buffer zone. That's our DMZ between our holidays, okay? I feel like Thanksgiving's getting later and later into November. Does anyone else feel like that? No. I feel like like it used to be the second week, and now it's like the last day. Well, it does fluctuate. Yeah, it it fluctuates. It's so late the last Mm. few years. I'm like, Thanksgiving, and then it's Isn't always the third Thursday or something, or? I think it's the last Thursday. The last Thursday of Thanksgiving? Yeah, Mm. but sometimes that's not. You know, so sometimes that could be the 23rd, like the 24th. Weeks, yeah. Sometimes that could be, be the 27th, whatever the last yeah. number is. The 30th. <laughs> you know, it's also a tricky little bitch. Huh. Hanukkah. It changes every year. I never know when Hanukkah because is. Because as Jews, we have our own calendar and it just like is all lot. It's like a lopsided wheel rolling it? around. How many days are in that calendar? I, fuck if I know, man. It's I think it's different every year. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Wait, Zach, when did you get into spooky stuff? When did I get into spooky stuff? Hmm. Probably early childhood. I I loved the thrill of scary movies. And honestly, even just friends describing scary movies to me would like send chills down my spine. The first time that my friend explained the red rum scene in The Shining, Mm. he just just told it to me. It was my neighbor across the street. Shout out to John Kim. And we then... Was yeah, hi John. And then we went to my house and like had a sleepover and we watched it. But you always have to watch start the horror movies after midnight. Um, so it was probably, I guess, as I'm saying that, like fourth grade to middle school. And so you like that feeling? You, I, you, I you like that, that scary feeling? that feeling. When I watch horror movies, I laugh. I'm elated. It, to me, it's it's like it it the scariest thing. I when I and the same with haunted houses. I scream and then I giggle in delight because mm-hmm. it's elicited such a a raw visceral reaction. I did develop a great appreciation for haunted houses after we did a after we worked inside a haunted house mm-hmm. for yeah. a Try Guys video. Mm-hmm transforming into monsters it is very funny the people who are the workers of the haunted house they have so much fun scaring the shit yeah. out of you mm-hmm. it is their true joy in life is just to fuck you up decide if i should go this weekend i only have saturday night to potentially go down. Uh, i have tickets on friday. we are filming on saturday i can't go on friday because i'm getting i'm landing at like Midnight, so mm. we'll I know we're filming on what Saturday. What if we all we're just like went apple picking? <laughs> spooky <laughs> apple picking. And apples. then we made our own Did, cider afterwards. You, there's always like, that sounds um, fun. In TV, there's, related to apple picking, there's like bobbing for apples. There's always these cool Halloween parties that people go to in like an elementary, and middle, and high school. I only ever went to like one Halloween party in high school. And I, not, I don't remember that it was scary. I remember that I was just started dating a girl and that she was trying to make out with me, but I was clear that her parents didn't want that to happen. So it was a different kind of scared. Wait, the, par- I also, <laughs> the parents were at the party? Yeah, the parents were at the because it was at her house. It was at my, like, we weren't quite boyfriend and girlfriend yet, uh, but it was at her house and it was in her garage. And like, 
I clearly her parents was like any suspicious of any guy dating their daughter. And then she was kept trying to pull me into a corner. And I'm like, no, your parents are here at this party. We will get in so much trouble. Were the parents just like watching the party. They were just like hanging out adjacent to the party in case anybody like gets smacked out or drinks. This is this is Tennessee. You gotta remember, this is yeah. like. Bible Belt. This is like parents yeah. are making sure nothing's happening. Leave oh, yeah. room for Jesus. Have you ever attended one of those um, alternative Halloween events at churches where it's about hell? No, but I know what? of them. I went to one as a kid. Yeah, I know about those. Oh. Guys, hold the phone. <laughs> reverse this tape. Tell me everything. It doesn't need to be a long conversation. It's just one of those things where it's kind of like a little fair that they put together yeah. in, say, like a gymnasium. And it's sort of like a like live haunted house play but everything is related to what to hell. where you what would happen if you sinned. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that sounds awesome. With like bobbing for apples in the corner. Yeah, and is it hardcore? Like yeah, it's like an alternative to going out and celebrating what they saw as like a pagan ritual mm. and trick-or-treating instead you go to church. <laughs> is it like spooky fun hell or it's, is it like It's weirdly like I mean the acting's not very good. I mean, I went once as a kid because my parents just didn't want to take us out. And uh, yeah, I was really disappointed. It's I mean, the devil stuff was fun, but I don't think I was supposed to like it. Mm -hmm. But of course, I'm the little kid going like, it's it's guys cool. Uh, But yeah, I want to ask the same question you asked me. Do you remember your first formative horror experience uh, movie? Uh, first formative horror movie. Yeah, like when you were a kid, what really got you? Uh, I think really probably was Scream. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the one where it was the best entry point to like real horror films because it was a meta commentary on the horror genre but it was also watchable because it's just a slasher flick so it Mm -hmm. wasn't it's scary in a good way but not like grotesque um so yeah i think scream was probably the first one that that got me but then yeah after that i just loved horror films i think one thing i'd like to point out is halloween as a holiday i think has evolved in, in recent years primarily because of things like social media i think that the pressure to have a good costume is now universal i will point out especially now that I'm out, uh, that my most formative years for being a Halloween lover was college. Because when I was out as a gay man, gay men and women had extra pressure to have good costumes or have sexy costumes. Because when we went out, we were trying to get laid. All straight guys were also trying to get laid, but you're. But we don't the, know how to do that. You guys could be. Beer cans yeah. Owners, you so. could, <laughs> there was a long time where was, you could just be goofy I'm or funny. Yeah. So, like, Halloween preparation for me in college was like weeks, you know, uh, in, in big groups, mm-hmm. and we'd have this whole theme. And that really taught me that this was something that would be remembered forever. And now I think that there's like cosplay and Instagram. Everyone feels more pressure to have a clever costume because we really appreciate uh something that's like a cool wink or took a lot of time but that wasn't always the case i don't think that was the case 10 years ago i will say that if i had to pick what element of halloween am i keeping i would take like i would take the movies and the spooky season over dressing up that's my oh no my personal bias i love dressing up i'm not saying i don't like it but to me the true joy of halloween is just like the spooky month of scaring yourself going to haunted houses watching creepy movies and speaking of spooky, today on our very special Halloween episode, 
<clears throat> you, the listeners, have written in your spooky ghost stories, and uh, we're going to read some of them on the podcast. We got a lot of submissions. I was just reading a ton of spooky stories from people Ooh. all across the country. Some of them are very long, and unfortunately, we can't read those. But there Do we were... have any international spooks? Uh, yeah, we have some from Norway. We have Hell some from yeah. Poland. We have all sorts of people. Like, America, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure we got some ghosts. But Norway, I know for sure you got some spooky shit got going some on Middle over there. Ages ghosts. Yeah, and actually, we have a ghost story right from our very own office no from mm. our production manager alexandria herring she's going to be in, in just a little she's bit she's a ghost food, she's actually a ghost she has never she died in 1920 <laughs> and wow. no, she has a very she has a ghost story that she experienced in her own apartment you know i've never like touched her to see if she's a physical person yeah no. i always just wave yeah. <laughs> so before we get into it uh what are your experiences with ghosts have you ever seen a ghost do you believe in ghosts all right ghost check boys <laughs> who's seen one who's got the stories I so who do you I, believe? I have semi encountered spookiness before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I no. I didn't see a ghost, but I felt like maybe I was like staring at something, expecting something to happen, even though there was no reason for something. Like I was very drawn in a weird way that I can't explain. So where were you? What I was at the Athenaeum Chicago, which is this old building that used to be a part of a church. Mm. So that's clearly a recipe for spooky right there <laughs> so it's got a, it used to be an old um used to be pastors nuns that sort of thing uh i was there very late at night i was unloading equipment after a college improv tournament regional competition and we pulled up to the the place and i pulled up first and i just like threw some stuff in the elevator took the elevator up to the office and was going up and i was like as i was putting the stuff from the elevator to the office which the door was right by the elevator i kept feeling like Oh, it feels like weird. Like maybe it's just cold in here. I don't know. I was just, I couldn't really think about it. And I just went up and I put it away. And then I got in the elevator and I hit the button to go down. And then I saw these big brown double doors at the end of the hall that are always there. And I was just like staring at them. And I'm like, those doors are going to open. I don't know why. Like my, in my mind, it went, those doors are going to open. And of course they didn't open, but I just couldn't stop staring at them as the, my elevator door closed. And I was always thinking that right as my doors were about uh -huh. to close, I was going to see something. And then I went downstairs and I went to get the next load of equipment and my boss had come back. And, there and, were, he, and he was dead. No, but <laughs> he had also parked and he said, How's, how is everything? I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm like taking equipment up. Uh, it feels kind of, it's I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's, I've never heard this late. And he's like, yeah, do you mind doing it yourself? And I was like, no. I was like, yeah, well, Nick, or as actually I called him Clasio. Classio is a friend of mine. Better name. <laughs> Classio, they had just had a weird experience in this building, so they're they're not going in. And uh, I don't know. I feel like the building is active tonight, is what my boss said, because he's always said that there's ghosts in this building. And I've been like, sure, Jonathan. And uh, he's like, it feels active tonight. I'm like, hmm. You know, I kind of know what you mean right now, but I'll go and I'll load all the equipment myself. <laughs> boy, so I took oh like four elevator rides up, always ex putting the equipment away. And every time I got in the elevator, I just felt this weird like tension and i stared at those doors and i would find out later that there there is supposedly a spirit that lives behind the, the in between those doors it's like a breezeway between the hall to the theater uh because some dude died in the theater and that's where he is and he's like the only bad one. Oh man like there's other ghosts there <sighs> chill there's like a little girl ghost that i've heard about there's like the stage manager ghost i've heard about but that guy is not a good guy <laughs> And it was Dude. the only time where I've been like, Ooh, I like that. So I love it. My nipples I, just I, got know, hard. I saw nothing. Yeah. My, my nipples, nipples got hard. so hard. <laughs> I felt very, and every time I even like talk about it, it gives me the same like chills that I felt when I was like working. Oh, uh, but I wish you saw him. Well, maybe that's good. Maybe he was uh, sparing you. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, he was okay. just like, nah, not that guy. Here's what <laughs> happens with ghost stories. I like when you ask, like, do I believe in ghosts? I'm like, nah, not really, but it'd be cooler. No, look, my nipples exist. are hard. But <laughs> then when you told that story, when you get to that moment, I just feel a, a chill go down mm-hmm. my cheeks and I go, ooh, ooh, ooh spooky. Ooh, yeah, I feel a little tingle tangle, but like if we look at it, like what actually happened this story, you went up and down the elevator a bunch of times uh-huh. and looked at some doors that never opened. <laughs> and it was probably cold. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Ned Ned clearly is the skeptic. I don't know, you guys. Not really. Not really my thing. I don't really believe in ghosts. Ned, I did, we see. did do a Hollywood medium video one time where I believe I was hoodwinked into well, you were very moved being though. my ancestors. Ned is a man of very, science. Very moved. He well, wants things to be grounded in hard I science. want things to be rational. I'm a man with a code. <laughs> you know, you don't go to seven years of science school to just then one day think that you're not a doctor of science. I'm well, not a doctor. You know, I'm Ned, I think you were more emotional in that video because as someone who's highly rational to have such emotional targeting on your feelings, mm-hmm. you break easier than, say, me or Zach, who are constantly open to the idea of I want absolutely. Like, yeah, like, I was like, oh yeah, this is right. If you're you put up such a big wall and then you get a little chink in your armor, it all comes flooding down. So let's give context there. We we did a video with Tyler, the Hollywood medium, mm-hmm. a few years back. If you don't know, he he is a medium. He he claims that he can speak to the afterlife, and he has this great show where he'll go to like the Kardashians or to Andy Richter or or Tom Arnold it's or always, Ned Fulmer, and he'll <laughs> he'll just start con- you know seeing things, and he's claims that he's able to speak to the spirits. Uh, he, it's a very weird thing. He like will start writing, uh, just kind of scribbling on a paper. Um, we did it with two of us at a time, which I'm sure was a little confusing for the spirits. But yeah, it was interesting. Ned, Ned came in very skeptical, and I'm sure audiences are surprised to hear now that you are back on the skeptical side because you were- I'm back, baby. Wildly, <laughs> wildly moved by tricked. that video. So you think you were tricked? Well, I don't know, but I did read more into it and read about some of the ways in which your brain mm. can uh, see connections and find all of the meanings and things that yeah. are, you know, specific. And, you know, you only see like the things that are confirmed and you kind of just dismiss the things that are incorrect because you want to believe, you know, it's nice to think that you can connect with your ancestors and talk to them. I've wanted uh, to go back and watch like the whole hour of the raw footage because we yeah. you know, edited the video. I, I don't know quite how I felt coming out, out of that. I don't know if I believe that he does what we all think he does, but I know that I believe he does something. He does Whatever something. Tyler does is the most impressive thing I've ever encountered. Now, is that talking to spirits? I don't know. I mean, I was crying at the end of it. I was like, yeah. I really thought I'd had a moment. And well, Zach, do you believe I'm in... I'm embarrassed by it. <laughs> Zach, do you believe oh. in anything else? Well, no, I am. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we'll make you a believer again by the end mm. of the day, Ned. <laughs> sure. Uh, do I believe in anything else? What do you, what do you like mean? Like ghosts, spirits. The main question we're, Vampires. we're answering. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Trolls, I mean, vampires for sure. Trolls, lava yeah. people. Lava people. Absolutely. Because if you believe in one, you gotta open the door to all of them. You know what's weird? Is, I don't know that I believe Here, in. If you believe in ghosts, you believe in dragons. Like probably. Well, yeah. Well, that's because <laughs> well, dragons don't exist anymore. But <laughs> right. well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only ghost dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think I'm more likely to believe in ghosts than I am to believe in heaven. Is that crazy? That's crazy. That's crazy. That is. Well, yeah. That is. Because they're like crazy. This, they're both the same logic of life after death 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't believe in <laughs> I don't believe in the afterlife, but I'm 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 okay with the idea of ghosts. But ghosts are the afterlife. That's that's very strange. You're they, just they, talking about a set. The afterlife place. is just ghosts in some other place. You're saying you don't. They're corralled that ghosts. No, no, no. no, no. Party ghosts can be a a an imprint of energy left upon the right. universe. It can sure. be. What? I don't believe in the idea of a a a you know wonderful little place where you're rewarded for the deeds of your life and you get to dance in fountains and and drink milk from God's teat. Whether ghosts are just a spooky noise or whether they're coming from the underworld. Here to answer that question is our very own production manager, Alexandria Herring, with her Ooh, apartment yeah. ghost story. Alexandria, oh. get Alexandria in here. come on in. Uh, Alexandria, you told me this story pretty casually in the kitchen the other day. Uh, so welcome. We're really excited to hear your spook tale. Ooh, water yeah, thanks cooler for conversation <laughs> on the podcast. So what's, what's spooky? What's spooky? Well, what spooky Alex? thing happened to you? Okay, so to paint a little picture here, I've been getting sleep paralysis on and off since I was a kid, and you too, it, Keith. Yeah, I've had it before. Yeah, and when you have it enough, it doesn't scare you. So when it happens, I usually just wait for it to pass. It's not like I'm panicking. Can you explain and, what sleep paralysis is? So when I get sleep paralysis, um, basically I'm mentally awake. Sometimes I can open my eyes, sometimes I can't, but I can't move my body. I can maybe twitch a little bit, um, but I'm completely aware of what's going on around me. I just can't move. So for example, I was in a car one time coming back from Vegas and I got sleep paralysis. While you were driving? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got sleep paralysis in the car for about 20 minutes, but I was completely aware of what was going on around me so I could hear everyone talk but I just couldn't move. And so when I was able to get up again, I like recounted the conversation I heard and everyone was like, oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. So it's something where I'm like completely awake and aware of what's going on around me. I'm just paralyzed. Were they gossiping about you? <laughs> wow. I was faking the sleep paralysis. I wanted to hear them gossiping. Wow. <laughs> Have you found that the paralysis is triggered by anything specific or is it just random occurrences? It is triggered. It's triggered by stress or extreme sleep deprivation, Ooh. which is why I got it coming back from Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you said you're at the point now where sleep, sleep paralysis, you, you're familiar with it and it doesn't frighten you. It doesn't frighten me. It's more annoying. I wait for it to pass. Um, usually, I live with my boyfriend, and so when I get it, sometimes if it's taking a long time to pass and I'm, I already have like my hand on him, I'll just try to like move him a little bit because he knows I get it. So if I move him enough, he can wake me up. Um, but I thought you were parallel. So like your hand can just move ever so slightly? Ever so slightly. It's not enough to even look awake. At first, when I first started doing it, he thought I was just sleep twitching. So he left me alone. But it was me trying to get help. So um, when this ghost visited me... <laughs> hold up, hold up. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a, medically, sleep paralysis is often... Uh, partnered with um, sort of dreamlike projections onto the space around you. Well, wow. spoiler alert. Well, um, but Wait, but so, but so people believe that yeah, the real ends. Maybe that is the perfect you know window for a ghost to visit you. Yeah, oh. maybe it's where your mind is open. Old yeah. medieval paintings. It was depicted by like a little demon goblin sitting on people's chests and covering their mouth to symbolize a weight of being unable to stand and an Im inability Ooh. to speak. Oh, that's and horrifying. also people thought that there were demons on the chest. Yes. Yeah, if you look up the Wikipedia page for sleep paralysis, it's someone laying in bed with a goblin just hunched over on their chest. 
And that's the kind that my brother first had. But continue. Yeah. So just for a little more Sounds background, like I've gotten sleep paralysis a lot, but I've never experienced that before. Mm. And I do know it happens to people, but it's never happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so paint the picture. It was the middle of the night. <clears throat> Sorry. It's all right. Get a spirit. Way out. to cough off, Mike. That's pro podcast move. <laughs> that, that was very good. Um, so it was middle of the night. I woke up and I had sleep paralysis. So at this point, my eyes were open, um, but I couldn't move my body. And so I was sleeping in bed and I was sleeping in bed with my boyfriend. And so my back was to the door and my arm was already around him. And so I hear someone walking around my apartment. It's very clearly a man's footsteps. They're heavy and I'm not imagining it. It's not creaking, it's clear footsteps. And so I hear them getting closer and closer and by this point, I'm panicking because I still have the sleep paralysis and I can't move. And so I hear them walking into my bedroom, walking up to my bed right behind me because I was right on the edge of the bed, just facing the opposite direction. Um, and my body is shaking. I'm digging my nails into my boyfriend, trying to wake him up. He's not waking up. And the ghost comes up behind me and says in a really creaky voice, I'm just here to tuck you in. And so, <laughs> and so it was a little scratchier than that, but it seemed like the motive behind it was nice. But it also sounded like in us, the one girl who hadn't spoken for years and her voice was all cracky. That's a little bit what he sounded like, kind of mixed with the grudge. Oh. So it was very cracky, but he sounded like he was there with good intentions. But then what really freaked me out was he then pulled up the covers over my body and I could feel the sheets moving and see them moving. And then he was tucking it in to my back. So like how you would tuck in a little kid, like a burrito, tucking me in. And then he placed his whole hand on my back and I could feel him touching me. And then I just had to wait for him to be gone. And then by the time I woke up and was able, by the time I was able to move again, he was gone. And were you tucked in? I was tucked in. Ooh. Wow, my nipples are so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them, they're so hard. Oh my wow. God. So, oh, wow. You wow. could cut diamonds with those bad boys. And, and I've asked really you this question before, but mm-hmm. you didn't like, after this happened, you didn't then close your eyes, fall asleep, and then wake up again as if it were to be a dream. You were awake oh. from the time that happened until you woke up, right? Yes, I was awake, awake that entire time, and then I stayed up for another two hours out of fear. <laughs> Um, I was figuring out if I should move out of my apartment, thinking, should I move into my boyfriend's parents' apartment temporarily? Like, what's the fastest I can get out of here? Have um, you done any research since to see, like, did any... Like a man su- die in that Sweet space? fathers die in that you know, <laughs> apartment? Yeah. I don't want to anger it, and I feel like in scary movies, when you start doing research and figuring out what it is, that's when don't you, learn about crazy. Me. <laughs> I'm just here to tuck you in! You know, that was my strategy as a kid when I was afraid of the monsters, like, under my mm-hmm. bed. If I ever thought there was a monster, I would just close my eyes and pretend to be sleeping. Because according to movies, it's not satisfying to kill me if I'm asleep they're gonna wait for me to wake up so that they can scare me and then bite my head off oh i always classic misdirection under the bed and the closet before i went to bed you still check your back seat for killer yes because that's the perfect place to sit if you're going to kill someone yeah back seat the car or underneath the car and cut your achilles yeah that sounds uh that sounds like you got a ghost i think i do i also considered like in these two hours after when i was awake should i sage my apartment but i thought that might anger him so i decided not to well it sounds like a friendly ghost 
I just think a really is. creepy ghost. If Doesn't we know take boundaries. it on the fundamentals of like what happened, like a sweet old man <laughs> broke you know, into your house, <laughs> uh, just like just just tucked you in, just wanted to make you feel safe and secure. Like yeah, he had a raspy voice, but that's probably because of the ghost. The dust. <laughs> yes. But if like all he did was tuck you in and like you know say hey. Yeah, okay, he's a stranger. Yeah, okay, he's a ghost. But, like, seems like all just good vibes here, you know? Let's talk about Might how well tragic like, he is, you know? Yeah. As a figure, he's in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. His unfinished business is to just give you a nice tuck in. Are you sure he, it was a guy? What if it was, like, an old Italian grandma? No, he knew, she knew from um, the steps. Yeah. The steps. I'm also not Italian, yeah. and I feel like it would have been my grandma. <laughs> but... It was my grandma. <laughs> I talked to Ned's my parents, grandma. and they had different theories about this. Mm. My mom... Had her dad passed away young, um, and her brother passed away when I was little. So she thinks it might be a family member, who I like. I agree with. I think if this is a ghost, he's my ghost. My dad thinks that ghosts are attached to places and not people, and so he thinks this is my apartment's ghost. Sleep paralysis is a weird phenomenon. All the Habersburger boys have had sleep paralysis. You've had it, uh huh. With Brian having the most. Uh, he had it when he was young, and his was always the demon that sat on your chest or sat in the corner and muttered chaos at him while Yikes. covering his mouth. David's was he was at college, and he was on a lofted bed. You know, they have loft beds in college, and he woke up and was paralyzed, and there was just like a decrepit man like, like oh right in front of God. his face. Mine, just the once? Just the once. Oh, my God. I also only had it the once, and I was having a nightmare where I was being chased by a murderer, and I woke up into sleep paralysis. No. And on the foot of my bed was just a body of a man with no head just standing no. on my bed. No, no way. And I couldn't move. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. Oh my God. But I knew what it was. How? Because your brother. Because I had talked to my brothers about sleep paralysis. Wow. And it's, this happened to me still like four or five years after David had it. Mine was when I was in, a senior in high school. And I just, it was like so scary. Because I was like, like I was like, <gasps> Oh, it's just a dream. Oh, no, I can't move. <laughs> oh, there's a man on my bed. Oh, no, this is sleep paralysis, and there's, this is my demon. Because <laughs> at this point, we, had, my, the brothers and I had all called ours. Our demon was this. Our demon was that. Mm-hmm. So that was my demon. It was just a headless. Wow. Like It was wow. all like a black, fuzzy silhouette. Also, because I didn't have my glasses, so I couldn't actually see. So it was a black, fuzzy silhouette with no head. But it didn't totally freaked me out because i knew what it was but i did have to like wait for my body to wake up and it sort of disappeared wait so your brain also made the image fuzzy because you didn't have glasses yeah i guess well his brain didn't make it everything did for the real thing that was there oh i guess it's probably because the whole room was fuzzy you know so how do you differentiate between you just seeing a figure from your imagination because you had a nightmare or it being a ghost because well, I truly believe my ghost was a ghost. Yours sounds more ghosty than mine, but also like I had just known that projections are part of the Habersburgers type of sleep paralysis mm. and that I had heard so many stories about it. So I didn't think ghost. I thought it's that's my demon. <laughs> Alexandria, what's next for your ghost? You know, it's been a couple months now can since I watch this you happened. Sleep? Yes, can Eugene watch you sleep? I will, I will watch you sleep. He's yeah. just there to tuck you in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Eugene my ghost? Eugene's your ghost. It's <laughs> me all the time. No, I'm curious. I've always wanted to witness someone in sleep paralysis, though I would not know since you are you wouldn't know technically yeah. Asleep, yeah it is interesting when you can you open your eyes but you yeah. can't move so that would be the only 
fun thing to I've watch. I've seen friends have sleep paralysis. I have a couple who have really severe sleep paralysis, and I've been at like their houses when they're just wide open eyes and just not moving. And I'm like, oh, he's having his his moment. Um, one of them has a demon, has Ooh. a demon that follows him. Yeah, always in the corner, a corner demon, often corner demons. Yeah, know? that's malicious. Wow. Apparently, would start in the corner yeah. and crawl on his chest. Yeah. Oh my god, you watch it crawl. But I think yours sounds very ghost like. I think so. I don't think he's my demon. I'm going to take it from your Korean mother's side and say that it's a family member. I assumed it just sat on your chest still like a little statue. You watch it crawl. No, it crawls. I mean, sometimes you wake up and it's on your chest, but other times it like God. you watch it crawl and then it you feel the weight of it on your chest and then it covers. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think sounds I got like lucky. A nightmare. I don't know. Seriously, sounds <laughs> yeah, like a nightmare. Well, Alexandra, thank you for this definitive proof of ghosts. Yeah. We, uh, we're very sorry that you're haunted and if anything happens to you, we know that you just got tucked in too well. Wow, yeah. great sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, do not show me pictures of These are all the various Ooh, artist depictions of demons on the chest. That's oh, crazy. So, and it's interesting <laughs> just because they date back to like, Long you time. know, the 12 and 1300s of people. So this is just a <clears throat> weird human body phenomena that has been happening or there's a series of demons that prey on sleep paralysis people. That's true. Uh, Alexandra, if you have any more spooky updates in the months to come, we hope you don't. But if you do, let us know. We'll have you back. Yeah. I'll be back. We'd love right. to have ghost updates. Uh, Bye, but we got Alex. some more. Thank you. Miles, you have some ghost stories for us. Yes, sir. Here are some of your very special ghost stories you have written in to give us to read on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to have this first one be read by Zachary. Okay. All right. This comes from our friend Mara. That's not her real name, but we protect names here. Uh, it's labeled as Inbox and Spooky. What up, Miles Nation? You just want me to read that line? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Right. Next. <laughs> anyway, I'm a medium. I've been able... Oh, no. We're going to have some discussions about this. I've been able to talk to dead people since I was a small child. We're talking like three years old. I could see them, talk to them, interact with them, all that jazz. I'm going to pause there for a second. That's if you could talk to dead people from three years old. That's that seems legit. She says she sees them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sees them, talks Classes, to them, interacts with them. Very sixth sense. Yeah, very I mean, sixth see, sense. Seeing them is intense. I, I can understand somebody who thinks they talk to them, like like Tyler, who talks to them, but he's in his brain, but he doesn't like astral project them and, and like see them in the space. I don't, I don't think so. I've ever actually heard of someone being able to see yeah, them. Yeah, that's cool. I have. Go on. Mm-hmm. I know you've seen people, right? Yeah, yeah. but that's a different. That's Eugene's guys. Let's let's go back to what are you, talking about, Eugene? you can't drop that and then hey, we'll get to it after mm-hmm. the, after okay, the all right. And all that jazz, which makes me think that she's doing like all that dance, jazz. Dance One day, I was looking at a farmhouse for sale with my mom, my aunt and my cousin. My aunt. Oh boy. We went to the basement and it was limestone, a great energy conductor. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh-huh. So I walk up to the second floor and walk past a room and immediately notice an old farmer guy in the corner covered in blood. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he's a ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh wow, that's Yeah, that's intense. I looked I looked at the closet and he ran over to it and gave the warning not to open it. Huh. Want a nipple check? How are you guys doing? Because mine, so mine are getting hard. Mine are getting hard yet, but mine are interested. Getting turgid. Well, me being turgid. stupid, I opened the closet. The second I opened the door, 
I feel his hands reach inside of my chest and squeeze my heart and suddenly I'm unable to breathe. This ghost was out to kill me. I walk out of the room and he stopped and then I casually told my family, hey, don't go in that room. I can't even drive by that house without seeing his face or feeling like I'm going to die. Anyway, that's my spooky ghost encounter. But if it's not enough, I've got plenty more. She shouldn't have opened the door. Yeah, I mean, Wait, so the that's like a classic said, horror Don't setup. Don't come in here. Yeah, and then she did, and he's like, "Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> I got that with my head." Classic horror setup. Wow. Just to why would he warn her and then, be, and then be the aggressor? Well, because I think yeah. it's part of the maybe he knows the curiosity killed the cat, right? It's like if mm-hmm. a ghost told that to you, would you, you be think like the mm-hmm. farmer? Um, it ran to the closet. The yeah, it run. I just want all my ghosts to like run like that. It's so spooky. <laughs> well, I honestly, what I get if there's a farmer covered in blood and he's saying, don't open something, I don't think that it's some crazy riddle. I think that it is like, hey, I am a man who murdered my family and then murdered myself, and the mm-hmm. remains of my family are in this closet. Mm-hmm. That's where I hid them. And if you open them, you'll see all my shame. And I'm or like, he's crazy. like a, he was like a serial murderer, and that's where he kept like body parts. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was more like, he got accidentally cut up by his equipment and he kept a bunch of knives and axes in there and if she opened it, all of them were going to fall on her and he was trying to be protected. <laughs> but then he tried, the kill case, then he tried yeah. to kill her. So At first he wrong. seemed friendly, but he wasn't. He seemed friendly. I thought he was a, a nice guy. See this, you know, okay. Uh, being very open-minded, I think that I believe her because she must have such experience seeing ghosts that the initial appearance of a bloodied farmer didn't freak her out <laughs> enough to run enough. out of the house. Mm-hmm. Like she was just like, okay, a bloody one. That's new. Makes sense. Farming and, is okay. A very I'm gonna go open this profession. door. People are always bleeding when they pick raspberries. I mean, she's uh, of course. Yeah, it sounds like uh, yeah, that seems like a terrifying experience. But it does seem like that then, as someone who sees ghosts a lot, that most mm-hmm. of them must be pretty innocuous. And I think it's like usually when people see ghosts, like it sounds on paper, like she's like, oh, it's crystal clear. Usually, it's like, oh, it was like a bloodied farmer, but it was kind of hazy. It was there and it was not there, kind of thing. Hers seemed pretty clear. Seems pretty yeah. clear though. But hey, she maybe. can see ghosts since she's. Three. Don't so. come in the closet. I have my <laughs> fall sweater collection in there. You know, the, <laughs> a fashion ghost. So I would never not believe her because you know I'm I'm down for this spook. Mm-hmm. But I did originally have a problem because I'm like, okay, if you see ghosts all your life, why are you not giving me further details? I kind of like your theory, Eugene, that she sees ghosts so often and they normally don't do nothing. They're yeah. just kind of there. Yeah. Which is, Spooky. Here's the next spooky story uh, that I would love Eugene to read. Mm. I guess I'll do it in a regular voice and not a fun spooky voice. Well, you can kind of put an edge of spook on it. Yeah. (laughs) Give it a little mustard. You you guys know I like doing my Dracula voice. Yeah. This is called spooky. There you go. (laughs) Hey, guys. I've got a good ghost story for you. (laughs) One holiday season, when I was about 12 or 13, we were in upstate New York visiting family. It got late and me, my mother, and brother decided to stay at my cousin's house. He let us know that there was a ghost who liked to walk up and down the stairs. The upstairs was a converted attic. Mm. I slept in a full-size bed and my mom in the attic and my brother slept on the couch at the bottom of the stairs in the living room. We had lived in an apartment in Queens that always had ghost activity. Our building was around the street from a cemetery. I grew up used to all sorts of noises. 
kids running around, things moving. So I thought nothing of this ghost my cousin told us about. Well, in the middle of the night, I could hear walking up and down the stairs. I rolled over to look and could see a man in a long trench coat walking on the stairs. Though I could see through him. When he reached the top, (laughs) he turned to look at me and then all of a sudden, I felt a rush of hair. The man was now in my face, nose to nose, and I could see the bridge of his nose, eyes and eyebrows. I even felt his breath on my face. What did it smell like? I was frozen, (laughs) and the man calmly stood up and went back downstairs. I tried to wake up my mom, but she was dead asleep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I curled up next to her with the blanket over my head, though I didn't hear the man walking again for the rest of the night. He was dead. It sounds like sleep paralysis. Sleep. Sounds she a bit was, like she it. saw a demon. It ran at, right to her face, and she was frozen with fear, which is she was paralyzed. And, yeah, that seems like a... Classic case of sleep paralysis right there. Okay, Buzzkill. Clearly, (laughs) that is a demon. Here's how we know. One, it's in New York. Two, trench coats. Three, the mom was dead. Asleep. Asleep. I like that. Dead asleep. (laughs) That verbiage. And he also says that in the morning, his uh, cousin and brother also said they heard walking. Mm. Huh. That makes it so. Less it was corroborated by yeah. other family members. Why do we, oh, why do we think oh, that ghosts love the moon so much? I never hear about the daytime ghosts, and it also seems like they love the spooky places, like the old theater mm-hmm. or the abandoned hospital. But plenty of people just die in car crashes in mm-hmm. the middle of the street. I never hear about it. intersection ghosts. Probably because it's hard to have a hallucination when it's bright lights out and you're in the middle of a park. I don't know. This sounds like, I mean, the cousin says that the ghost was already there and walked up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those classic, you go to your friend's house or your family's house and they say there is a ghost here, like in the theater mm-hmm. that you were at, that does this thing and is in, is this, in this spot. Uh, maybe that story is planted in people's heads, but... That's usually where I see most people experience Here's ghosts. Here's a good example of like a story that existed, but was it wasn't planted in my friend's head. So it was, again, at the Athenaeum. This place <laughs> is riddled with ghosts. But it was just a friend of our, one of our producers was there visiting. She just she was in the neighborhood and said, hey, could I come use the bathroom? So she was like, sure, the bathroom's on the second floor. Girl went up to use the bathroom, and she used the bathroom like normal. And she washed, as she was washing her hand, she saw like a little girl like looking through the stall oh, at her. No. Oh, and no. she just thought, Oh, that's uh, and then she like went back to Washington, looked back, she didn't see the little girl. She's like, oh, little girl must have left. So she went out and said, um, yeah, I was in there washing my hands and I thought I saw a kid. Are there day camps going on? It's like, no, there's no day camps today. There's no children here. And then she's like, I thought I saw a little girl. And then Jonathan like whips around and said, you saw the little girl in the bathroom? And she's like, yeah, it's like, that's one of the ghosts. She's like a little nun who died, like a little girl in, uh, in a little nunnery nun. who died there. <laughs> a little girl in a nunnery who died in the bathroom like some eons ago. Oh, and like this moaning girl. girl. Didn't know <laughs> that this was a ghost situation. He's like, he like whips around to be like, you like yeah, excited because she's one of like the nice ghosts that like some people see, but most people wow. see her after knowing that she's like, there's supposed to be a girl there. And this girl just had seen her without had this knowing. experience, not knowing anything about the history of this building. Yeah. This sounds like this was a ghost, but that was a good, this, that was like a more like, apartment. Oh, that seems more 
confirming what? than others just because mm. she happened to ex- she and she described the girl the same way she's supposed wow. to what scares That's me about this cool. what scares yes. me about this ghost is the speed so this is a ghost that walks slowly you don't want and then ghost. in an instant came up to you this person's that. face that's spooky that's spooky but then did nothing malicious just stared at him this is very eerie but i, I wonder if there there must be something unf- this feels like an unfinished situation right why be walking up and down a staircase well unfinished mm-hmm. because he had the talent to be an olympic sprinter and then he died before he got uh, his shot but like, only I mean, when running downstairs <laughs> yeah up, he goes upstairs very slowly but he can descend like a crazy man um eugene you've been sort of on the cusp of yes. telling us about seeing a real ghost at some point and i think it's about time we find out what the hell about my ghost history yeah yeah, yeah eugene yeah like um some notable ones so i'm open to the unknown i think i maybe believe more in aliens than ghosts hell yeah but well, do everyone a- believes in aliens yeah well not we'll everyone conceded not to we'll do a whole other episode yeah. on aliens that'll be our, our i don't know if they're here but i believe they're out there which is weird because like very religious people believe in ghosts, but not aliens. I don't know. Crazy. Anyway, uh, so, um, so wrong. my my family has a history that I've Man. spoken about with spooky stuff. Um, people in my family can see when people are about to die. That's like the bottom line. So Okay, you say that very casually. Dive in there. They, there's a grayness to people, right? It's called The Gray. Uh, but, Sounds like a great movie. Yep. Yeah, but mm. I don't want to like call people out my family, but someone in my family was raised by the teed of the town psychic and she, the town psychic could also, but also I think the town psychic could curse people to die. And then, so this person in my family um, has on multiple occasions uh, predicted when someone would die when they seemed perfectly healthy. He or she will remark that they're, they looked a little gray today. They looked gray. And um, would say they would look gray. Why does this person look sick? And the next day they'd be dead. And these are sometimes people that appear perfectly healthy yeah in one way. was one was a guy who slipped and hit his head on a swimming pool uh and drowned and he was perfectly healthy 40 year old dude another was someone oh so she thought he looked gray before the accident and then he just had an accident yeah that's a movie that's, that's okay that's so that cool. i thought it was she could see imminent death but that's like marked for death situation yeah, yeah. That's like destiny it's, and that's final destination Creep. Be. And Pictures. this person, you know, is just not someone who would tell, like, seems, she doesn't seem spooky. She also thinks that I've been blessed with some sort of sick sight in some way because I'm very empathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of all the siblings, and she's like... you speak like, well with animals. Yeah, I do. You do communicate. I do with talk animals. a lot with animals. Like more than most people. A little bit, I guess. But um, I guess my closest ghost is throughout a large part of my life, and I don't talk about this much, but I talk about the instances, is I sometimes... Um, see, uh, I call him the silhouette and it's a, uh, silhouette of a man who stands behind, uh, windows or backlit windows and watches me. Um, it's happened in many of the apartments I've lived in. It happened when I was in high school at my house, but, uh, I'll be sitting somewhere or standing. And it's not even like necessarily while I'm asleep, but I'll turn and I'll see just the silhouette of a man standing, looking into the space I'm in, usually behind a curtain. Um, not moving and we'll stand there for like over 30 minutes. Um, and it happened in the most recent time it happened was in my new apartment. Um, and I was sitting on the couch watching TV and I turned and the silhouette was there and I just wouldn't, didn't move and it actually walked away, but it was there for 20 minutes looking into my, my apartment. So when um, this happens, same silhouette though, you try and just ignore it or do you feel like an energy shift? With I feel an energy shift and I, because my immediate uh, reaction is not to move. I don't like stand up and like, hey, I'm going to like check this out. It, my immediate reaction is don't move towards it mm-hmm. or whatever it is. 
because uh, the I wish it would move because it would give me more of an indication if I should run or uh-huh. like talk to it. Has he ever been here at this office? No, never at this office. Usually places where I live. But um, in any case, yeah, I th- I'd say I've seen this this uh, apparition of sorts like 20 times in my life. Wow. Is there a time of day that it typically relates to? Uh, it's been anywhere between evening to early morning. Yeah. But not always when I'm asleep. It's sometimes when I'm just sitting there. Um, do you have and any working theories as to what it might be? I have no clue. But I don't. I don't know if he is malicious or if he is benign. And I want to know more about the feeling that you have. Is it like a tingling throughout? Do you feel scared or you just feel paralyzed? Of um, no, I think it's actual dread. Oh, wow. Yeah, because the Maybe idea of someone... call it the dread. I don't know. I think just the idea of someone looking in at you from somewhere and not moving is, I think, just inherently scary. So I'm just always like... But it doesn't happen often. 20 times in my life is it, it it's a lot, but it's mm-hmm. like I'm 33, so Yes, not every year. No. But it it Nearly. happens and I don't know what to explain of it. But my I t- I mentioned it to this person who has uh the gray and she thinks that um perhaps it's connected to it somehow like uh maybe it's the demon associated with the power that we have or some shit. Anyway. Here, here's a question like for the you. demon that gave granted the sight right. to the psychic uh-huh. who then is coming to take it back. Some sort of, just some or sort of like devil watching watching over yeah. to make sure that the power is held tight. Because yeah. the idea of the gray is not um it's not like a positive power to have. No. Because it's, it certainly it's is traumatic and have you ever seen the gray? I I don't want to confirm or deny it out loud because it makes me sound crazy and I don't want to confirm it because I don't want it. Does that wow. make sense? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I've seen what I thought was a semblance of it and someone did die, but I don't think it was because of me because I, I can't bring up the story because it's so bad. Know. You know the, it story. the story? It's the story about yeah. the kid. Yeah. Yeah, that that checks out to mm-hmm. me. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I, that in that situation, I think I cursed that kid. Yeah, right. But uh, he did appear grayish oh, before. Man. Anyway, okay. Here's something but, I'm I'm mm-hmm. dying to know: if you or another saw gray within one of us, would you tell us, or is it too late? <laughs> I don't know the rules. Of I it. just have to beat the gray by one second. Oh, but that makes it sound like Final Destination, doesn't <laughs> well, it? <laughs> no, because it look. You, oh, what you if the saw, so, oh, what if the, the person sli- saw Gray and then he slipped and cracked his head? That's not like, hey, you have the Gray, go to the doctor. Right. Yeah. You have the Gray. There's nothing you can yeah, do about it. Yeah, it's gonna it. get you. Yeah. Well, each time settle your affairs. Each time she told. Each time <laughs> she told me. Call your mom. Each time she told me about the instances she had it, the death happened within the next few days. It wasn't like a, oh, yeah. it's next year. Oh, right, it's soon. One was a um, someone who was uh, in remission and everyone went to visit her in the hospital and she was like, the doctors were like, fucking like, A-OK. She's like gonna be good. And then your person. the gray happened and the next day, immediately just oh. dead. And wasn't it your person left the hospital room and went? Immediately went, no, no. she's she's not okay. And uh oh. Yeah. Mm. And this person I'm talking about is very sane. It's just it was like the most random uh, thing that she dropped at like a casual dinner with me. and was just like, oh, she and she kind of brought up with like, oh, I'm curious. Have you ever like 
seen anything weird like you know because i know that you're just so much you know you i I share a lot with you and i don't know do you ever feel like dark sometimes because i know you're very dark she thinks maybe it's connected to the gray i don't know whoa i don't get it it doesn't make sense to me but there's more about this world than we don't know than we do the ocean maybe eugene you have extrasensory perception I hope it's that because whatever this, whatever the thing it actually sounds like it is, it sounds like that I'm actually people in my family are cursing people to die, which I think (laughs) kind of sounds a little bit (laughs) cursy or like is connected to some dark malevolent force that Mm -hmm. they can look into the the mark, the marking of someone Mm -hmm. who's about maybe they should keep a notebook and like, you know, write down like their wins and losses. Yeah. Well, I certainly have always felt, you know, I think I've. Aside from ghosts, I certainly have felt a very wins. strong connection with the idea of death. Like I often say, you know, when you know how I'm afraid of planes. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of planes. I'm afraid of death. Yeah, and the I've always been afraid to control of control. Yeah, uh, ability to survive. And I've but always you don't had know how to fly a plane. Yeah, but like the the idea of being exactly, I think that's what it is. It's the idea exactly of being out of outside of the control of something where someone's about to die has always terrified me. And I wonder now if that is connected to this see i have the opposite i've gotten like in the phase like if i'm in an airplane and it starts to go down well that's it i'm not going to panic about it because there's literally nothing i can do so why would i even panic i'm like well it's over i i if i'm not with becky i'm going to try to call her and that's that's it that's going to be it and but whenever i've been flying with becky i'm like it's okay if we die we die together so we're good well, no, the moment of of something crashing, yeah, you can have that that feeling. But my dread of even boarding a plane is what's incapacitating. I know that's, that's I feel like I'm the other way around. Like, I'm just giving up my right to. Who knows what's going yeah. to happen? There's nothing either. you can do either way, so you might as well not be worried about it. That's how I am. And whereas if if some a plane gets super turbulent and like goes into a mini nosedive for a sec, then I freak out a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. but that's but like a physical. I think thing what I'm trying to expl- what I'm trying to explain coaster. is mm-hmm. that I. And more dreadful because I feel a targeting. I feel like oh. I. Why am I more scared than you when I mm-hmm. have the same idea that of course it's inevitable if right. it happens? It's that I feel on things like roller coasters, even a zip line, or walking across the street, that there's something there that's looking to take something down or take something mm-hmm. out of life. And maybe it's because there's a history or yeah. a strong relationship with the Grim Reaper, I guess, within my family. I don't know. That's no, just a little thing. I get it. You're, yeah. you're closer to it, so I guess you, the one positive like is you might see it. The one positive, I guess, is that we're kind of on the side of death and not on the receiving mm-hmm. end. But I also think that it certainly makes our Christmas dinner mm-hmm. conversations very strange because I actually think that she dropped this during Christmas once. So, like, is the takeaway: don't fly spirit. <laughs> this has been a spooky show and i don't really believe in spooks but maybe i would if i had some advice wait can i say something real quick mm-hmm. um i know the person i'm talking about is listening because they listen to this i'm so sorry oh. i'm so hey, sorry we didn't about this out you though well yeah. hey wait, there. when you say real quick when you say the person you're talking about do you mean the person who sees the gray or do you mean the the shadowy figure God, why would you say that? <laughs> well, I just want to know if the shadowy figure, like, do, is if a we, fan. If, well, we have, if we have subscribers in the other realm, that's huge, dude. Shadow Ad- Demon, if you're not subscribing, we hope you subscribe. Shadow Demon, we hope you leave us a five star review. And Shadow Demon, 
Check out some of our new merch at tryguys.com. It helps support the show. It helps support our staff. We got some great stuff on there. Guys, Shadow Demon, if, we got zip-up hoodies. What if Ned gets visited tonight? By a sleep to, like paralyzation? Like, I don't want to wish that upon you, but what if you come in tomorrow and are like, guys, there was a fucking demon. That Shadow Demon, on bring on all the curses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want all of you to hex me right now. Uh, all you long, listeners out there. All you listeners, I want you to cast a hex on me with your send minds. An, send as an email to hexmed. As long as you subscribe to the show. Remember, remember when you asked everyone to Venmo you? What if I asked everyone to put a curse or a hex on me and we'll just no, see what happens? Ned, no, don't do that. I just did. Ned, don't do that. I already did. Ned. I already did. No, just see what happens. Are they going to send hexes via Venmo or how? what's Gosh. the best way to... Um, but also, I want you guys, some of you guys out there to send positive hexes to counterbalance the hexes. Well, then you'll never know if you got hexed. <clears throat> I'll just be, my body and soul will be a proxy war for <laughs> the unknown and the occult just the way I like it. No death hexes, please. No, no death hexes. Like, like a weird, you know, a weird boil. Like, like make that's like fine. a funny bug crawl out of his nose. Yeah, or sickness. Okay, yeah. wait. Do yeah. we need a Don't specific hex? hex or is it just if something yes, bad happens to Ned? Bug in the nose. <laughs> bug in the nose. But he's going to explain that away. Ned's going to say, well. No, not if, if it happens next week. If I get a bug crawl out or in or around my nose in the next seven days, I will believe in ghost stuff. Guys, send your Everybody bug nose. Bug in the nose. Bug nose. Bug nose. I will even accept very large boogers. All right. Wonderful. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, no it's got to be a bug. That's too far. It's got to be a bug. Nose. All right. This is a segment called Advice Logo for Miles with the youngest and least experienced member of the Try Guys staff. Spooky Bonsignore. What's up, Ghost Town? There it is. Do you want to be a nuclear physicist at 11, 12 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. If I live in Chernobyl. Do you want to be as smart as George Washington? They always pick up the microphone. Smarties have brains, and brains need fuels. And brains are delicious. <laughs> and you could be a smart little fucker like me. <laughs> if you, if you want to be as smart as Albert Einstein, George Washington, and Lincoln, Nebraskans, you could pick up the habit of reading before bed. Oh, that's where mm. we're getting. Oh, boy. Books are good. Books are good. <laughs> Books, are, Books good. are good. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, you're a punk ass bitch. Oh. Yeah, bitch. If you don't know how to read, Learn. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah. I think most of our listeners nice. don't know how to read. Well, this is a podcast, so maybe not. That's true. But if you don't know how to read, learn it because it's really good for you. And also, watching TV before bed can stifle your sleep. Blue light's not good for the brain. That's true. And uh, reading books can also make you tired because it's just like you know, you're processing information, but it's it's nice. It's learning things. And also, I don't read enough, and I've been reading more, and it's been good. I've what you been reading? Stephen King's On Writing. I've been reading. Good book. I've also been reading another Stephen King book. Uh, it's called The Outsider. It's a new one on my Kindle. If you, oh, by the way, Kindles are 
fucking rad. Get a Kindle. No, I want to say I did a uh, a shot at Stephen King in one of our videos oh, the other day. <laughs> but I, yeah. I will say I do actually love him. I talked about The Shining and On Writing is a fantastic book. I That's highly good. recommend It's one I of the like better it. books I, about writing out there. So yeah. I do this and I do it so well that I, it takes me so long to read books because yeah. I get two pages in, bam, asleep. <laughs> I'll also say read fiction before yeah. bed. Yes. Oh, it, Nonfiction it, it, will get your brain juices flowing and uh, make it difficult to fall asleep. I yeah. have the opposite reaction. The when, person, when I read a book, that's, you know, I, that's my I, truth. I can't go to sleep. Oh, like any book, any book I'm into. So what yeah. do you, what's your wind down? My wind down is wind. well, right now it's probably Netflix. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. me too. Shows. Yeah. yeah, but the blue lights not good for you. It's not good, but yeah, no, really, really good books. I can't fall asleep because I keep reading them. Yeah, I think it's like for me, like I watch TV so. I mean, we, I guess we all do. We watch TV so much that it's just like an additional habit. And then I'm also like, there's nothing shining at me. I can have my book. I can look at the wall. It makes you a little like not bored, but it just makes you slow you down. You can't do the book. You can't read in the dark. That's true. You have to have the fucking light on. Well, but if yeah. you have an orange toned bedroom light that's not mm-hmm. too bright, yeah. you know, you'll, it'll activate melatonin in your body that's true. and start relaxing you. And so you can go to sleep. And then the demon visits. <laughs> and then it crawls out of the corner. <laughs> This has been another episode of the tripod. Are you, are you uh, a believer now, Ned? <sighs> well, we'll see you in a week once the spider comes out of your nose. Guys, if you need a book to read before bed, we got a book. It's called The Hidden Power of Fucking Up. If you just, maybe you're like, fuck books. I want to listen to podcasts before bed. Well, you just listen to one, baby. And if you want us to help, if you... And if you want to help us turn Ned into a believer, send those bug nose hexes our way. We want creepy crawlers all up in Ned's nostrils. I want your thoughts and your prayers and your creepy bug hexes. Are we thinking like worms or, or crickets? Bugs. We'll just have to find out in seven days when nothing happens. More legs the better. Centipede? Oh my God, that would be a terrible nose crawler. Any bug. Anyway, have a spooky, safe Halloween out there, everybody. If you're going to have a ghost, maybe ask him to tuck you into bed. That'd be a nice thing, right? We'd all like that. Don't forget yeah. to leave us reviews. And enjoy all of our Halloween costumes that I'm sure we'll post within the next day. Yep. 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 Until next time, Keith, hit us with the official tripod theme song. You wake up, ah, and you cannot move, and you see there's a demon that's starting to groove, and he sits on your chest and puts his hand on your mouth and whispers nonsense into your ear tripod. Until next time, stay beautiful. Happy Halloween. Boogity boogity bah.